Davis Mills is the starter again for this Houston Texan offense. What does that mean ahead of Sunday's matchup versus the Dallas Cowboys? You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You know, when Davis was a starter, I mean, sometimes you need to relieve a uh, pitcher to come in. Uh, and that's what it was. Sometimes you bring the relief pitcher in and he's doing well. You stay that course. But if it's not the case, um, so Davis will start for us this week. And uh, we expect the two weeks of um, watching from the sideline to help. And there are so many other things that we can do uh, to help the quarterback position. It's a lot more than just it. Welcome in, everybody, to a Friday episode of the Locked On Texan Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm John Hickman. This is Cody Davis. Heading into the weekend, want to let you guys know that we will have a Saturday show to make up for not posting on Tuesday. So the weekend show is going to be lit. We'll have a guest on that. Wait till y'all see who this guest is. However, Sunday's matchup will not feature Kyle Allen as the starting quarterback, as you guys already know. We're kind of late to the party talking about this. Davis Mills will be the starter, presumably, for the next five games to end out the year. That was Lovey Smith talking about, you know, basically Kyle Allen playing the uh, relief pitcher role for this offense. In in, In the two games, Kyle Allen was the starter. The Houston Texans put up. 29 points, um, 15 in the second half versus the starter list Miami <laughs> Dolphins, and an offense that failed to score on a couple of red zone trips against the Cleveland Browns. Cody, you are around this team each and every day. You, you're you seeing them stretch. You're seeing them go through a warm-up. You're, you're, you're behind the scenes you know, hearing certain things. But I think overall my question to you is, and I think a lot of the, you know, viewers and listeners of the show you know the question is you know did it make sense to ever pull davis mills in the first place (laughs) um yes and no and you you gotta look at this from two different ways you know one it makes sense that it made sense for the houston texans to pull davis mills because as we've been talking about a lot ever since week one of the regular season um davis mills has regressed from last season and you know the one thing that i would give this organization especially lovey smith and nick casario was the fact that they were 100 behind of giving davis mills an opportunity to prove that he can be the starting quarterback for not just for 2022, but beyond, whether that be for the next two years, next three years, or possibly um, the next franchise quarterback. But as we all know, Davis Mills has failed in that aspect. When you go back and you take a look at every single one of the Houston Texans game, probably more so after the loss against the Tennessee Titans, um, Lovey Smith has shown his frustration and his disappointment in the play of the quarterback room. Right. Um, and to make matters even worse, the one thing that bugs Lovey Smith, and it makes sense because he's an NFL head coach, is the fact that his quarterback was turning the ball over. I mean, this is a guy, Davis Mills, over his last five starts, <laughs> he has thrown at least one interception. And 
the thought process was because of the inabilities of the quarterback and because there were several games where the Texans did not look competitive, they didn't even look like a real NFL offensive team. Um, they wanted to see if Kyle Allen could give this team a jump start. And that jump start failed. You look at Kyle Allen's numbers um, in two games, 416 yards, two touchdowns with four interceptions. We talked about it on Monday's show. Um, Lovey Smith was very frustrated about the about Kyle Allen's inability to protect the book football. Yeah. Now, with five games left, the thinking for this organization is okay. Davis Mills has an, have had an opportunity to watch from the sideline, to study the game from the sideline over the last two weeks, and now they believe that they can get that jump start that they wanted and was hoping to get out of Kyle Allen, that they can possibly get that out of Davis Mills. But at the end of the day, they are hoping that the, 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 the amount of time that Davis Mills spent on the sideline would actually improve his play. Um, Lovey Smith also had this to say during his media availability. Well, you know, as far as things you work on, to me, when you're in that role, you're going to do a lot of observing. It's what you're going to do as much as anything. It's going through all of the drills like all of our quarterbacks do. But it's just looking at it from a different perspective, you know, situation from the sideline. Normally observing can help instead of you being the guy that's always kind of under the gun a little bit. I know how he handled it. He was a pro about it. He uh, switched roles with with Kyle and uh, did whatever he could to, you know, to help uh, as a backup quarterback. And I know he's excited about another opportunity. I'm not going to lie to you, John, listeners and viewers. I do like that way of thinking, pulling Davis Mills and giving him an opportunity to learn from afar. But at the same time, I don't think two weeks is enough. I mean, and mm. for Lovey Smith to, you know, use the example of what he did last year when they put him in as this team starting quarterback over the last five games, once again, Want to give you guys his numbers. Um, last five games of last season, Davis Mills recorded 1,258 yards, nine touchdowns, two interceptions, while completing nearly 70% of his passes. It's a little bit of the uh, it's a little bit of a similar situation this year, but because th there's just it seems like there's a little bit more uncertainty surrounding this organization, and we're going to get into that later on in the show. I don't think Davis Mills is going to have an opportunity to replicate the success he had last year. Yeah, man. And then, I, I you know, we look at this, the quarterback situation as, uh, for one, I thought it was funny that you're making it known Davis Mills will be the starter for this upcoming game compared to not making it known that Kyle Allen was going to be the starter. So I guess they gave the, the Cowboys a competitive advantage. Right. <laughs> heading, heading into the week against the Miami Dolphins. And I, I don't think it necessarily does anything particular in, in terms of how the Dallas Cowboys were prepared for this game. I mean, listen, this is a team that is the number one uh, turnover team, uh, number two, actually, when turnover is differential. Number one in terms of getting after the quarterback, they got 48 sacks on the year. Mm. Then they're, they're the number four, number five overall defense with yards allowed, 309 yards a game. Yeah, so what, what the Dallas Cowboys do very good, the, the Houston Texans ain't going to combat that. <laughs> but, you know, I, I thought that maybe, you know, if you're going to give your young quarterback an opportunity to really learn from the sidelines like he was the past couple of games, this was another another opportunity where you can give Davis Mills a week off from being a starter, hmm. right? Because they're going up against a tenacious 
defense. I say best in the league, and I hate to say that because I, I, you know what, that's another story for another day. Well, y'all mean listen to the top five right now. (laughs) The the top five right now, you got to look at San Fran, Philly, the Denver Broncos defense was balling, even though their offense stinks. Mm. Even the New York Jets, in terms of yards allowed, but you know, top three, top two. And sacks, number one is sacks, right? Uh, number yeah, Michael two Parson got there. 12 or 13 by himself. Yeah, d- 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 Lawrence looks like he is excited to play football this year. Mm-hmm. But what I'm getting at is this was another week, an opportunity for you to give Davis Mills an opportunity to learn from the sideline if that is, in fact, what the plan was. But overall, man, you know, it's good to see Mills out there. I read somewhere where he said that his mom and his girlfriend and his family really – you know, kept his spirits high while he was out there on the sidelines. What you want to see from Mills this week, because we got to talk about what the possible two-week vacation did for him, right? What you want to see from Mills this week and moving forward to close out this year, guys, is just kind of replicating the accuracy from last year's five games when he played for the Houston Texans, hmm. right? Because I think in large part that was a big reason why that they gave him the opportunity to win the quote-unquote franchise quarterback role this year because of some of the accurate throws he was making last year to close out the year. That has been absent this year. So starting with the Dallas Cowboys, and again, that is a rough start. You want to see him kind of replicate the accuracy. You want to see him replicate the accuracy down the field, right? Uh, I thought – I remember not. I rather, rather, I remember Davis Mills being a top down the field quarterback last year. Mm-hmm. That's been absent this year. So you want to see him kind of get back into that role and make things a little bit more competitive for himself. When next year the draft rolls around, you know maybe they're not so quick to move on from him. Well, which they still should be, but maybe on, in now. five games, come on, he'll, now. he'll he'll go against that. Come on now. <laughs> This show is sponsored by BetterHelp Therapy Online. Unfortunately, guys, life doesn't come with a user manual. So when it's not working out for you, it's normal to feel stuck. Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills, which makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of the complex engine called you. BetterHelp has connected over 3 million people with licensed therapists. It's convenient, it's secure, and most importantly, it's accessible anywhere and 100% online. Everyone deserves to feel their best, and with better help, they make it the easiest way to get started. All right, as the world's largest therapy service, they've matched millions of people with professional licensed therapy therapists and are always available online 100%. All the benefits of in-person therapy plus it's more convenient and more accessible and more affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. And if things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It really couldn't be simpler, right? So get unstuck with BetterHelp. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash locked on. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. <laughs> Welcome back in, Locked On Texans listeners and viewers out there. It is Friday, so uh, the weekend is upon us. For my educator friends out there, we only got two weeks left. Hmm. 
and we can enjoy the Christmas break. But for my journalists and sports broadcasters out there, the grind don't stop Show each down. and every day, each and every way. And so sometimes when you think about the grind, especially when you look at the team you cover like we do with the Houston Texans, your team every day, sometimes your team is in a bad spot. And you go down the rabbit hole of trying to figure out what happened. When did this happen? How could this happen during the process and during the road of getting to where the Houston Texans are right now at 110 and 1? You ask yourself, what was one of the mistakes, right? And shout out to my boy Free Agent Aaron on Twitter, man. Mm. This was a conversation that, you know, he sparked. I saw it early this morning. I said, I feel like we got to talk about it, right? And 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 Aaron is one of my favorite followers on, on social media. Mine too, man. Shout out, man. That's my shout boy. Out, <laughs> shout out to free agent there. Uh, but you know, one of the conversations that he brought up was the press conference, press conference early in the year where Nick Nick Serio introduced Lovey Smith and Cal McNair had an opening statement. And that opening statement said the goal is to build a program that can compete for championships and sustain long-term success. I believe in Nick Casario and the vision he has for our football team. I've never seen a more thorough and in-depth process than what Nick just went through with our coaching search. Our entire organization is is, is in a much better place this year than what it was last year. In large part of that is due to Nick Casario, but all of the progress and work behind the scene needs to start showing up. Cody, do you have any takeaways from that? Yes, that that whole entire quote did not age well at all. <laughs> that is my only takeaway. <laughs> now, you know what? So those words, thorough, in-depth, process. You know, I, I look at what he said then, and I look at some of the changes Cal McNair has now started to either sign off on or directly do it himself, right? Number one comes to mind, getting Jack Easton to be out the paint. Number two, you know, the jersey swap. Uh, some of the cool things that he did with the fans in the offseason. But thorough and in-depth process always seemed to come off as a, you know, for me it came off as clueless. Then, and what I'm saying now is Cal McNair, right, should be in the film room himself. He's a, he's, a, he's a rich guy. He has a lot of money. He has the type of money that you can buy somebody that would privately tutor you on things that you want to be more knowledgeable about. And one of the things that he needs to be more knowledgeable about is – going through a proper coaching search and actively being involved because we look at the first coaching search with David Cully. Not sure how involved Cal McNair was at the time mentally with everything that he had going on behind the scenes. Look at year two. Now you're entrusting somebody in Nick Casario and you believe that he got it right. Which, by the way, some of the candidates, just to remind you guys, Gannon from the Phillies, from Philadelphia Eagles, 
Kevin O'Connell, right? They miss out on him, and he's doing a phenomenal job as a head coach for uh, the, the Vikings, right? Uh, you know, uh, Brian Flores, I don't think Brian Flores is going to be a head coach in the NFL ever again due to the lawsuit that he put out there. But in this quote, it ends off with, but all the progress and work behind the scene needs to start showing up. I also want to link that to Lovey Smith saying early in the week, he never has a fear about losing his job. I also heard that around this same time last year from who? David Cully. David Cully. David Cully. However, I think that this time, like I mentioned, for Cal McNair to get tutored on what needs to go on with a successful hiring of a head coach, that also needs to start happening and being considered for a general manager. Right? If you believed then in the thorough and in-depth process that Nick Casario went through for your head coaching search, and this team is well off, well, not well off, but uh, uh, not a more not as a competitive team in terms of wins and losses as they were last year, then now, Cal, my call to action is go ahead and get a thorough and in-depth process on everything. Because if that was a thorough and in-depth process looking for a head coach, then you know what? Maybe everything needs to start tearing down once again. And this time, have more knowledgeable guys around you that you can actually trust while you're actually trusting yourself. Don't just allow everything to operate and work around you. You got to actually work with it, Cal. Your hands got to get dirty. A little bit, a lot of bit, actually, to work against some of the things in the past couple of seasons and then make this franchise a whole hell of a lot more successful. Now, with that being said, I was never big on the Nick Casario hiring simply because I feel like the Houston Texans need to go our own separate way to build their own identity completely away from the New England Patriots. And that's been an issue of this franchise since they were born 20 years ago. But I will say this. When I look at Nick Casario, no cap space coming in, no draft capital coming in. Um, next year, he has another good year in terms of draft capital. But this year coming up, he also will have some good money to play around with. Why it's very important for Cal McNair to get it right in terms of your head coach, because if Lovey Smith is your head coach for next year, who, by the way, has already mentioned that he doesn't believe he's going to be fired, he's not worried about his job, can you bank on players wanting to come to Houston to play for Lovey Smith, who in his prime was a great coach, but the product that's been on the field and you still got to combat a lot of the off the field issues and internal issues that has been leaked around the league. Can you trust for him, for, for your head coach, Levy Smith to be the face of your franchise along with Nick Casario to bring in players in free agency? That's a question that either you thoroughly believe in Cal McNair or if you have questions about it, you have questions about it. And if you do have questions about it, then again, it's time to really go ahead and spring clean now. So when the time spring comes around, your house is in order. Ladies and gentlemen, Thursday night football was last night.
I've been telling y'all all week. I tell y'all all the time. Prize picks, man. Prize picks. Christmas is coming up. And if you're feeling a little itchy, you want to make a little extra money, you can do that with prize picks. You know why? It's safe and it's fast. What is prize picks? Y'all already know, but I'm going to tell y'all again. You can pick two to five players. And if they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. You're not competing against other people, right? It's not me versus Cody. It's not me versus my man X Fraser. It's not me versus my man Jalen Johnson, who's always in the comments. No, it's me versus the projections available. And Prize Picks offers a projections on any sport you watch. NFL, of course, NBA. Guys, did y'all know soccer, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis, NBA, boxing, golf, Euro, basketball, cricket, and more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy and currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. Download the Prospect app or go to prospects.com to sign up and play daily fantasy football or sports rather today. First-time users can receive a 100% deposit match up to $100 with promo code LOCKEDON. Again, download the PrizePix app today or go to prizepick.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports right now. Thank you for making the Locked On Texans your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day plus instant reactions Big game recaps and the take of the day available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, wherever you get your podcast. Yeah, I mean, I hope we get similar results to last year. Um, felt like last year when I was able to come back for the second time, played really well at the end of season. Um, so these past two weeks really just allowed me to sit back and continue to learn um, early on in the season. As the season progresses, kind of a whirlwind of everything as you play a game, watch the film immediately after the game and then you're quickly on to the next opponent so there's not a time to really sit there and evaluate what you're doing you're just trying to um, continue to progress as the season goes but these last two weeks really allowed me to sit back and kind of start piecing some more things together in my mind of what it takes to be successful out there and hopefully um, we can fall back to those fundamentals that I've been um, doing my whole life and as Pep's uh, taught me since I've been here in Houston to go out there and play successful football. Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, to this Friday installment of Locked on Texans. And as we opened up the show with um, Davis Mills, of course, the starting quarterback for the Houston Texans going into the Week 14 match against the Dallas Cowboys, who are who are playing phenomenal football, by the way, even though I hate to say it every time I mention the name, the, the words Dallas Cowboys and good football, my stomach start hurting, but that's another story for another day. But with everything that's being considered, John, as we talked about on um, early on in the show, man i don't expect davis mills to go out there and replicate the same success he had last year um you know and unfortunately majority of it is not really his fault because when you take a look at um what he's going to be playing with inside at&t stadium on sunday he's not going to have brandon cook so i do believe it's done for the season with this mystery um calf injury nico collins is very questionable for this man. game due to a foot injury and you're looking at his top two targets and, and by far the top two receivers that's not going to be out there on the field. And of course you got guys like Philip Dorsett, you got guys like Chris Moore. Um, you got, you, 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 you have guys like, um, 
what's my what's my boy name Johnny Johnson the third who still hasn't got an opportunity to get called up Mario Rogers Mario Rogers you know signed to the you know now nah, well, he played in the last game didn't get a target but you know it's about time for him to get on that field you know what I, you know I apologize for looking at you like that you know even though he have subpar talent you know it's not going to be enough to improve this Houston Texans offense and if this Houston Texans offense does not look better then that also means that David Mills isn't going to look better either. Yeah, by the way, John Grenard practiced this week. He is expected to play. Derek Singley would miss another game. And uh, uh, Rex Burkhead is also expected to miss another game. Is that is that correct? I know he's mm-hmm. on that concussion protocol. I think at this point of his career, him playing on Sunday does absolutely nothing for any party. Uh, but you are 100% right, man. Um, it's just – this was an issue that I had with this team early in the year. I felt like they failed to capitalize they on the waiver wire in preseason. They failed to really bring in depth because they were already already not as talented as you would like your franchise to be that for a franchise that wanted their second-year quarterback to take a next step. They didn't put pieces around him for him to take that step, honestly, like we've seen other franchises do for their young quarterbacks. And then on top of that, they didn't have the depth to back it up. So – Another another re- reason why I wanted to see you kind of you know Davis Mills kind of wait another week before playing football again. Uh, Cody and I we both talked about that we didn't believe that this was the last time we was going to see Davis Mills after he got benched. Two weeks later, he's back in the starting role. He just he, he doesn't have enough, man. This franchise does not have enough to compete with the rest of the league, and it is what it is. I am mm-hmm. happy to see John Grenard back though. Uh, he's a player that eight sacks last year. I want to say one and a half sacks right now at the top of my mind. He's been hurt dealing with that calf injury, and he has been um, a complete mystery for the Houston Texans this year. And I'm serious because I think a lot of people thought that he would take that leap this year, and he has not. And, and now he has played himself into you know, questioning whether or not he can be used as a piece to get more draft picks back for this upcoming draft or not. Um, for the Houston Texans. Uh, really quick though, uh, DJ Bianami, ESPN reporter, you know, he tweeted, Where did the narrative come from that Nick Casario didn't hire the Texans two head coaches? Yeah, I'm gonna leave that <clears throat> to you guys whether or not you believe the Texans, uh, the Nick Casario did not hire or did hire the last two head coaches, but. It's gonna be a rough game on Sunday, man. And this is this is one of those Sundays oh, where, gosh. as a sports journalist, as a sports reporter, as a sports broadcaster, you just can't wait for it to be over. Yeah, you kind of want to watch the highlights after the game and just enjoy your Sunday. <laughs> yeah, man. And you know, unfortunately, because I I have to cover the um, Rockets versus Bucks game, um, I decided to pass on the opportunity to go down there to Jerry World. So. You know, I'm going to have to be sitting at home covering this game for my TV. I hope I don't doze off to sleep. But, John, really quick, I do want to mention this. Um, You know, you you talked a lot about the lack of depth that this wide receiving core have. And I do believe majority of the problem was due to the unfortunate um, situation that went on with John Mechie. Um, But when I think about John Mechie, I also go back to the original statement that was put out, because if you go back and you read the original statement uh, that that was released upon himself and the Houston Texans, it seemed like that there was 
hope that he could come back at some point during the season, more so during the second half of the year. And now that, of course, that's damn sure not going to happen. Um, you know, the, the loss of John Mechie, once again, it's an unfortunate situation. Glad to know that he's okay. But as a matter of fact, I want to say two weeks ago, we had an opportunity to see him in the locker room talking uh, with all of his um, teammates and stuff. He's looking really, really good. Um, but, you know, the loss of John Mechie, man, really hurt this wide receiving core because, you know, that was a guy that that, that that was a guy, man. You go back and take a look at, you know, what he did last year in college and I understand he was coming off. I believe it was the ACL tear. Um, but even the, the short amount of time we had an opportunity to watch him, I believe it was doing a uh, rookie mini camp. He was looking explosive. He was looking good, you know, on the sideline. And he was really working his way back up. And I just wanted to, you know, shout out John Betchy, man. And, and, you know, hopefully everything continues to go well with him. And yeah, he, I cannot uh, wait to see him. A couple of games ago, he, he brought the, the nursing staff. Uh, oh, yeah. Was that to the – was that the Commanders game or mm -hmm. one of the recently games? It was a Commanders game. And, you know, I just wanted to say that, man. You know, hopefully everything, you know, continues to work out with him. And hopefully we can see John Mechie out there on the field next year. Hopefully, man. He is a, a, a young receiver. My only issue is if you were banking on a rookie wide receiver to come in and help your offense, then you knew from day one your offense is going to have issues. And when Brandon Cook's not replicating the success that he had last year on a large part of the lack of success from your quarterback, this offense was doomed from day one. And it is what it is. And I, I, I don't see how anybody could justify waiting a year. to. Let me tell you something. Waiting a year to draft a quarterback that you believe may be there is insane. It's insanity. <laughs> if you have the opportunity to draft a top quarterback this year, you do so. <laughs> sick of it, man. I'm, I'm sick. I'm not the type to go off on people for what their beliefs are in terms of their team or religion. But y'all mixing the two right now, and your fate is blocking. Your fate is blocking your eyesight in reality. Waiting a full 365 days for Caleb Williams is insanity. It's absurd. It's ludicrous. No, you the one. You the one that was talking about embrace the embrace the embrace tank. Embrace the tank for the current year. Caleb Williams doesn't hey, come out in 2023. Sometimes it works. Caleb Williams it, comes using out in your theory, sometimes it works. Because there was a team in the NBA by the name of the Cleveland Cavaliers in 2002. They decided to embrace the take another year because there was another prospect that was playing in Akron at the time. His name was LeBron. I think it worked out for them. So who knows? I'm using well, your theory. Yeah, Embrace okay. the tank. I'm using the, your theory. They, they they were already a terrible team. They just also like them. embraced just like them. They also embraced the tank for the what you want them to draft that was coming up. Which had some damn good tank. players like Amari Stoudemire, you know I mean? They didn't embrace the tank for two years. And by the way, if we're being honest. We all know what happened in the NBA. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That payola was put down so the Cavs can get the hometown kid. Uh, let's not do that. If you believe waiting a full two, another season I'm to draft Caleb Williams because I'm he reminds saying, you of Patrick Using Mahomes, your theory. You have. And where is Patrick Mahomes? Issues. And this team 
waited an additional year to draft this kid who remind them of Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, whatever the case might be. I'm I'm just using your theory, bro. Embrace the tank and it works. I'm just saying. (laughs) 